Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Let's get this crowd going now. Come on, get him up, get him up, get him up! He's going to throw down the middle. Come on, come on. Hey, that's great football now. 45-40, down the far sideline. We got to fly, baby. He's still moving. He's going to go. Go Hawks. Are you kidding me? Let's go. 20, 10, touchdown, Seahawks. Seahawks. It's the Seahawks podcast. I'm Brett Davern. He's legendary middle linebacker, Lofa Tatupu. You ready to do the show? Always, brother. Let's get it. Today on the show, Lofa, we had sports. There were sports today. We can talk some sports, finally. And also, the Seahawks have some news. They signed Carlos Hyde. Also, I'll say also again. Also, (laughs) I'm going to ask Lofa a question that has to do with Josh Gordon and Antonio Brown. And we take a look into the Wonderlick test. Stacked. Show this week, everybody. Usually we do two episodes per week when the season gets going and all that stuff. Lately, we've been doing one episode a week. I think we'll stick to the one episode a week. A little bit supersized on every episode. A little a little bit extra, not too much extra. I like it. Seems to be working. Hopefully, you guys like it, too. Thanks for joining us. Lofa, there was sports today. Did you watch any of the match between Tiger Woods, Peyton Manning, Phil Mickelson, and Tom Brady? I watched, uh, I think, the 17th hole. I, okay. I ran in to watch one hole because yeah. I heard it was close. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of close. Uh, Tiger and Peyton took down Phil and Tom. Um, and I say good. You say good? How yeah, come? good. I don't like Tom Brady. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. <laughs> I don't like him. I don't like him, Lofa. I have a rant that you can find on YouTube somewhere, but Tom Brady is the only player on his team that runs out of the tunnel without wearing his helmet. It's really? just a little bit too much. Look at me. I'm a pretty boy for me. So, no thanks. Yeah. I mean, that's that's his that's his thing, man. I that's <laughs> everybody we all got our, you know, I'm sure you got your own traditions, you know, acting when you get into the moment, like you yeah. have your process. Yeah. You know, Ray Lewis know. runs out runs out there without he does his dance without his helmet, so, you know. Nah. You got to respect it. Nah, too much Ugg boots, too much yeah, cleft uh, chin, you know. <laughs> too too much. No thanks. But, okay. So I'll take Peyton. I'll take how, forehead over Ugg boots any day. How how was their game though? Because the I mean, I watched I watched the seventeenth. The seventeenth it was yeah it was all right. I mean yeah of it course was, you got the, the right. elements playing a little bit of a factor, but yeah it was all right. It was a rainy day. I was pretty bummed because I was re- excited to watch it and then it was delayed for a little while, which just kind of felt like one of those like really like one more thing during this yeah sort of thing. Um, but it was kind of fun. I just kind of had it on the background and kept walking past it all throughout the day. But either way, it felt good to have sports back on. You know what I did the other night? I watched, um, uh, I think it was on like the Big Ten Network or something, but maybe ESPN was carrying it. It was Russell Wilson and the Wisconsin Badgers against 
uh, Michigan State and Kirk Cousins in the Big Ten championship game. And it was that thing where the game is kind of sped up, so it only takes about a half an hour, and they show you every play of the game, you know? Where you only get to watch the offense? Yeah. I, <laughs> I remember when, they, yeah, they show the SC. Well, the defense sh- is technically out there, too. Yeah, they show the SC games, too. And, you know, never a defensive highlight. It's just, <laughs> oh, Matt Liner, Reggie Bush, Lendale <laughs> White. Well, listen, if the defense was running one in or if it was a pick six, I'm sure they spent well, some time oh. on it. Oh, and the defense pitched a shutout, but who cares? <laughs> that, that's kind of like how they talk about us. I feel like I might have touched a nerve, Katie. Yeah, um, yeah, anyway, I watched that on TV, and I tried to convince myself that I didn't know what was going to happen. Do you watch yourself in those old games and try to convince yourself you don't know what's going to happen? Uh, I don't know. I, I haven't uh, I haven't seen one of those classics uh, on. And actually, the only one they ever usually play is the one against Cal, the only loss I had that we had at SC and that damn Aaron Rodgers. So no, <laughs> they play the cow game. They would play the, I, 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 I even, like they would play the Notre Dame game though. I even scored in that game and I don't want to watch it because we oh, lost. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's so that's they play that or that damn Texas game. Uh, like, which one? The one with Vince young. I, that's the only Texas game. That's the only game Texas has. That's the only game we're ever going to have. Uh, let's get serious. Wait, are you a Texas fan or is Katie? No, I'm not a Texas fan. Katie's not even a Texas fan. I was going to say, this podcast is over. No, no Texas fans around here. I'm just going to, I'll just needle you like a Husky fan. Oh, you're just going to do it for funsies? All right, Yeah, just for fun, yeah. yeah. Awesome. (laughs) There's a funnier dive video you can find out there where I play a Texas fan, actually. You can look that up. Are you serious? Yeah, it's me and uh, a lovely young lady named Alexis Knapp, who is a good friend of mine. She's in Pitch Perfect and stuff. And we did this sketch thing for Funny or Die where she plays an Oklahoma fan and I play a Texas fan who might or might not fall in love at a party. Well, Oklahoma is no problem. You know, we beat them in the, in the national championship. So if you, <laughs> you want to bring up Oklahoma days, we can talk about that. I'm going to have that printed up, put it on a t-shirt. Oklahoma is not a problem. At all. Lofa Tatupu. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, in Seahawks news, we signed Carlos Hyde to a one-year deal, adding another running back to a growing running back room. Um, Carlos Hyde, highly drafted out of, what, Ohio State, Ohio State. right? Yep. Yep. And a pretty productive career, veteran by now. Um, you know, what do you think? Carlos Hyde was a machine, you know, for, for San Fran, and I just don't think they handed him the ball enough. Right. And in, in 16 and 17 or 15 and 16 when, you know, he was really coming into his own. He had two other years that were right, you know, 950, 980, you know, right there at 1,000. So definitely, you know, you know, a, a beast out there. Um, but will he get the opportunities? And, and the, the only other thing is that I was seeing is that Devontae Freeman, I was hearing a lot about him yeah. potentially joining us. Right. And – just, I think his skill set in terms of three downs um, probably would have been more beneficial to the Hawks. But you know, I'm excited. I always, always was a fan of Hyde and um, the physicality he brings. And right now, you know, you know Carson. Hopefully, he's healthy uh, with the hip, and you know Penny's not going to start. So I think it's, it gives a one good one-two punch. And we still got Homer in Dallas uh, 
you know, that are going to be... Well, full disclosure, I wanted the Seahawks to draft Carlos Hyde back in whatever draft his was. 14 uh, or 15? Yeah, 14. Yeah, yeah, I thought there was a chance maybe he could, they could go ahead and pick him up, um, you know, um, and, and of course they didn't. And then uh, I watched him play for San Francisco, of course, <laughs> uh, like you said. But so I'm excited yeah. about this, you know, albeit whatever, six or seven years later than I wanted it to be. Um, I think it's great. Why not? Veteran guy, probably, you know, hopefully a good locker room guy, good for the young guys, uh, adds a lot of depth, you know, likes to pound it, you know, like Marshawn used to. And so let's go for it. The only concern I do have is that I believe I read uh, Hyde had shoulder surgery. I'm guessing if he played through it, it's just a, you know, a quick patch, you know, quick fix and he'll be back. So. Yeah, he apparently had it the injury pretty much all of last season, played through it, and then had surgery in February. Okay. Um, yeah. But I, I, you know, I could imagine that John and Pete and all them, they're probably doing as much as they can to make sure that's not going to be an issue. So. No. Yeah, it's not a worry. It's a worry if a guy doesn't finish the season with it, then you you wonder if there's other you know lingering issues in that shoulder or um, you know or pec area. But if they finished it and then got you know surgery after postseason. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. To me, Carlos Hyde seems like a Seahawks type of back. He just yeah. seems like he's, he's, you know, kind of, kind of nasty when he runs with it. He likes to run people oh, yeah. over. He's not afraid of contact. He's, he's tough. You know, I mean, playing a whole season with an injury is like gritty and hardy. You know, yeah. I think the fans uh, will embrace Carlos Hyde if he has a couple good runs or, you know, gets some tough yardage first downs on some third and shorts and stuff, you know. I could see uh, him being embraced by the 12s. Um, Let me ask you this. Uh, Josh Gordon has officially applied for reinstatement from the NFL and was posting photos of himself working out uh, outdoors on a field, catching balls, and he uh, geotagged himself as in Seattle while he was doing that. And then there's this quote floating around from Russell Wilson that he would love, that's the quote, love to play with Antonio Brown and apparently has been sort of lobbying the Seahawks behind the scenes uh, to to go out and get him, or that's the rumor anyway. Um, which of these stories uh, do you think is more likely to happen, or which one do you want to see happen if uh, one of them were to come to fruition? I mean, either. Um, you know, you're not going to say no to either of those. Both phenomenal talents. Um, you know, Josh, just the misfortune of you know the suspensions, man. And, you know, we go back to it. I'm um, talking about, especially a lot of them were for what cannabis, right? And they're saying it's no longer being penalized or I, I think, I don't know if they're still testing for it, but they're, they're no longer penalizing a guy or suspending a guy for it. Mm-hmm. So largely a lot of the football that this guy's missed, they're not even penalizing guys for anymore, right? which is strange to reverse course so quickly like that. You know, and it's from, legal recreationally in a lot of states, including Washington, where well, I understand the why Seahawks the NFL. I understand why they're hamstrung or whatever for it's not federally legal, so we can't say, hey, you know, it's allowed to be used, fellas. I get that, but to penalize a guy to the tune of he's missed parts of or more of five seasons of his NFL career. And this is a guy that in 2012 or 13, I think it was 13, had 1,650 yards in 14 games with like five different quarterbacks throwing to him. 
All right. Brett, me or you could have been thrown to this guy and he would have put up at least 1400 yards that year. Yeah. I mean, and it wasn't, he's in Cleveland. It wasn't like, it wasn't like they, they had just, you know, the room was stacked full of Randy Mosses and Jerry Rice's, you know, that, okay, this guy's the third receiver. He's going to, he's going to get one-on-one everywhere he goes. So like, that's how much, you know, I still believe in, in Gordon. Like he is that dude. Um, and then you want to talk about Antonio Brown. Of course you want to add that guy. Uh, now, I don't know what the league and their, you know, uh, I don't know if they're going to penalize him for whatever's going on off the field or which allegedly, right? I don't think he's been accused. He's been accused. I don't think he's been you know, um, found guilty of anything. So allegedly, I, I don't understand how they hold that over him. Yeah, like there's that. just there's just a lot of drama around him just in general. It's not just the what happened or did things happen or not or whatever. It's just all his, even just like his social media stuff. I mean, he just kind of yeah. seems like a loose cannon. He's a little, he's just a little uh, unhinged possibly is all. I You know, not going to pass judgment. I mean, it's free. <laughs> Freedom yeah. of speech, you know, yeah. exercising that First Amendment. Uh, no, I hear you, but is he going to be <laughs> he reliable? If you, he wants. Yeah, but well, if you I, sign him, I, you know, okay. millions of dollars, is he going to show up? Like that kind of thing. Okay, or is okay. he going to, you know, mispractice because he doesn't have the right helmet? You know what I mean? Uh, Come on. Okay. I, okay, fair. That's fair enough. I'm just I, but, I'm just asking. No, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. But I know when he walked into New England for one week against, was it Miami? <laughs> yeah. I mean – he set that field ablaze. Like, so there's no question about the talent and when he gets on the field. Of course. Um, you know, but I more so it's just, is the NFL, if we sign him, are they going to actually let him play? The guy has to be bought into the team. And that's if, you know, if that is the case, if, you know, cause I don't know what went on with Antonio and Pittsburgh, you know, there's a lot of stuff after the fact, you know, Somebody said, you know, a coordinator or another player, they came out and said something, you know, but, you know, I don't know. It seemed like he was doing just fine catching all those touchdown passes and, you know, yards for them when well, he was we, there. Well, we got to see a lot of it on Hard Knocks, though, with the Raiders, right? I mean, we got to, like, actually see a lot of what goes on with him. And all I'm asking is, with a young receiving room the way that it is, uh, would you worry about a guy like that coming in and possibly setting a bad example or whatever. I mean, you know, he's a great player on the field. No one's arguing that. I mean, I you can't because he's no. he's electrifying and yeah. he's super talented and all those things. It's just that, you know, now, distraction is no, the that's a, that's word of the point. day. I don't think it would be a problem in the locker room or in, you know, I, the Raiders. I don't know what happened there. Yes, there was a camera there. And so now how I would assume things go down is like okay you can't even myself because i never had hard knocks but if you put that camera on me and you you're gonna put a camera on me and tell me i'm gonna be me whether you like it or not and some people might not be able to handle that and i'm not advocating or dismissing his behavior and what he said or tweeted or whatever um but i think well he wouldn't come to practice because he didn't have the right helmet Hey, okay, but now let's check this out, though. My man got a new helmet deal out of that. I know. I know. Now, so, what, that, come on, okay. what would you be saying as a captain on that team? 
I, absolutely. I would have had, I would have talked to them. I'm like, yeah, man, like, can we get this? It's a helmet. I understand. <laughs> like, you would have gone was, to the team or you would have gone to Antonio? No, I would have went to him. No, uh-huh. come on, man. Like, as a, as a captain, you, you go speak to the man himself. And no, I, him, hey. yeah, I just, I thought I might have misheard you. I just want to, I would to ask, you know, sure. where, where are we going with this? You know? Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. If he came to me, he's like, yo, chill out. I'm about to get this new helmet deal. I'm like, yeah, I can't stand in the way of business. <laughs> he got a new helmet deal. Let's not act like that wasn't genius. Now, the rest of the stuff, I can't, I can't, I can't back him on it. But I mean, he got yeah, but from a fan from, perspective, I mean, that is like, that's blasphemy for a fan to hear. That's like so heartbreaking. You know what I mean? Like you get this new weapon in your toolkit named Antonio Brown, who sets the league on fire. He comes into training camp is nothing but problems and doesn't ever show up to practice and then leaves. I don't know. Helmet deal or not. Like the yeah, fans don't want to no. hear that. I hear you. Can't say it wasn't a savvy business move though. A couple of guys that we've gotten throughout the years who might be in the same conversation as Josh Gordon and Antonio Brown as far as their off-the-field antics or seeming like they might be, I don't know, bad locker room guys, some people might say, or whatever. It hasn't gone so well. You know, Percy Harvin uh, mm-hmm. flamed out famously. Uh, Golden Tate, whatever was kind of going on with him and sort of like his attitude a little bit sometimes maybe or or not, I don't know. I'm just saying nah, from a fan yeah, perspective, it's perceived, you know? Um, yeah. Or Josh Gordon the first time around with the Seahawks, you know, it kind of, it doesn't really work. And so with these two guys being mentioned and the Seahawks being mentioned, and I mean, if they did deals with both of them, I just, I don't know. I, the, the team has such a nice chemistry right now, uh, personality-wise, I, I don't know. I It, it would worry yeah, me a little bit saying? as a fan, unless I started seeing the results on the field. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I mean, winning solves everything, right? (laughs) Well, it, it, hey, for Percy Harvin, right? Uh, Yeah, probably could have been the MVP of that Super Bowl uh, if it wasn't for the great Malcolm Smith out of USC. Uh, True, true. (laughs) But (laughs) fight on. But yeah, you know, uh, from all, uh, from what I understand, you know, Percy was fine in the locker room from the player standpoint, um, and he. He was hurt all season. Like, let's get serious. Well, what happened between him and Golden Tate, though, the night before the Super Bowl? Yeah, I never found out the fact. Did you find out the facts? All I know is one of them ended up with a black eye. Allegedly. Never happened. (laughs) It's in the team photo. But wait, is it really? Yeah. All right. Whatever. Let's talk. They still won. Anyways. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Winning <laughs> but, solves everything. Wait, but, but wait, but okay, we got to go back to revisit the GT. GT, I played with GT. He was never a problem in the locker room. So I don't know where that, that transpired from. No, and he then, just seems like he, a bit of an attitude sometimes, that's all. From a fan perspective, you know, like showboating a little bit, a little bit uh, cocky, I mean, you know, like that is, kind of stuff. He, he is that good. I mean, Look, so. Look, there's a fine line between Doug Baldwin's cockiness and Golden Tate's cockiness. That's all I'm is saying. There, and what, Seahawks what fans it? view okay, it differently. No, tell me, what is it? What is it? Seahawks fans like Doug Baldwin and they uh, don't really like Golden Tate that much. That's what because it is. Golden went and took because he went to play for another team. Well, is yeah, that probably. I mean, fans are fickle, uh, but it's, <laughs> there is a fine line, though. You have to admit. I no, I I'm not going to admit because Golden he went and got a contract with Detroit and then he made the Pro Bowl. So. I, you can't tell him that he was wrong. Right. He went somewhere where he knew he would get more opportunities to, to be the player he is. And he made the Pro Bowl. 
And so you, you can't ever fault a player for that. See, um, I think what happens is that fans build storylines that definitely are not there. And, and we we know that's true. And so the the narrative that gets put out there in the fandom is that the reason, though, that he goes to Detroit is because there was probably inner turmoil, you know, because of what happened with Percy. So there's evidence there. So it's like, oh, maybe he's a bit of a problem. So if they ship him off and then they draft a guy like Tyler Lockett to replace him, then they get rid of that problem. You know, like fans develop those soap operas in their heads. And uh, you're telling me that none of that kind of stuff exists? I don't, well... Lockett was drafted a couple years after. It wasn't like he was like the replacement. Though. Was it Paul Richardson then? They took like a yeah, young, young speedy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying. What are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying that we love to make the WWE style backstory oh, in okay. the in the you know behind the scenes of the NFL. And uh, it's sometimes refreshing to hear you say that it probably isn't there at all. <laughs> no. A lot, yeah. A lot of <laughs> A but lot it's not of as what fun. People think our storylines. <laughs> it's actually just comes down to business and opportunity, and yeah. and a player like you know what you know this is what I have to do for me and my family, and the betterment of my career. That's 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 the way it goes. That's you know it's it's still a business at the end of the day. You know it's a, it's a business, and a player has to do what's right for him and his family. Yeah. Yeah. Boring. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, Let's move on to the Wonderlick test, shall we? Hey, guys. Producer Katie here. We'll get back to Brett and Lofa talking about the Wonderlick test after I tell you about our sponsor, betonline.ag. They premiered the final dance with roundtable interviews from ex-Chicago Bulls Horace Grant, Bill Cartwright, Craig Hodgins, and Ron Harper. And they discussed ESPN's The Last Dance, you know, the Jordan documentary. If you like The Last Dance like I liked The Last Dance... Head over to betonline.ag and watch the final dance. Go to betonline.ag and use the promo code MYPOD100 to receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's betonline.ag and use the promo code MYPOD100. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. Angie's list is now Angie, and caring for your home just got easier. Whether you need help with routine maintenance or a dream remodel, Angie makes it easy to see reviews, compare quotes, and connect with top local pros who can get the job done right. Plus, you can see upfront pricing and instantly book hundreds of projects. No phone tag, just the work you need done at a time that works for you. Angie's got your to-do list covered from start to finish. Book your next home project today at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Now I'll return you back to Lofa and Brett. That brings me to the Wonderlick test. Lofa Tatupu, who got a 29 on it, by the way. We talked about this weeks ago, uh, but the Wonderlick test, it's a, a, a test that tests you know, cognitive function and problem solving and things like that. Uh, all, all kinds of industries use it, but they use it a lot in the NFL, or it's really famous for being used at the NFL Combine, right? Wait, what other industries use it? I'm not sure, but when I was Googling it, it just said that it was developed for all types of industries so that employers could test cognitive function and problem solving ability. Okay. So Sorry, I don't know. I think it, in the early days of it, it was used at like job uh, interviews and stuff, but I think they've, you know, no one does that anymore. I would However, love maybe to they know. should because I took yeah. it and I learned a lot. I would love to know the baseline test for those industries. <laughs> so you got a 29 on the Wonderlick. It's not bad. Out of a possible 50. 
Right, well, it's not awesome when you say it like that. Come on, man. <laughs> no, <laughs> you're right. But 29 is actually really high. Um, it's it's said that, so I, in, in my research, uh, the Wonderlic test consists of 50 questions. You have a 12-minute time limit to answer as many questions as you can. Any questions that you don't get to are marked as wrong answers. So uh, you want to try to answer as many as you can, obviously. Um, and then uh, a 20 is considered average intelligence so a 29 is really sweet my friend yeah what did you get there you go (laughs) i knew he'd ask okay tell me you got less than 29 the first time i took it my day the first time first time i took it was months ago when i started talking to you about it we've mentioned it on the podcast several times i just keep forgetting to actually wow. bring it back up you again. You have been wonderful uh, prepping. Yeah. So I took it months ago and my the first time I ever took it I got an 11. You're joking. <laughs> You're joking. I got, a, I got an 11. Are you serious? I'm not kidding. Oh. Yeah. It was really right. bad. Now, I had okay, no idea. Now but I, I did, Listen, I didn't know any of the rules though. I clicked a link and the second I clicked the link, there was literally a clock counting down and a question below it. And I was like, ah, like I didn't know it was starting. So the first minute and a half was spent um, just trying to figure out what was going on or like that that the test yeah, was bro, running the or that there was a time are, limit the, or anything. Get the questions right. That's the rule. <laughs> yeah. And then I started trying to go through the questions and it just was, it was a nightmare. I think I only got through like 20 questions and I got an 11. It was, it was That's, a nightmare. You know, it's it wasn't not a good. bad, not a bad percentage, right? It's a fifty yeah. percent, a little over fifty percent uh, clip. Thank you, but last night I took it again, so I haven't taken it. I hadn't taken it since that time. So then last night, preparing for this episode, I took it again, and I got a nineteen. So okay. I was like, okay, I was like, all right, some improvement, right? So then I took it again immediately, and I got a twenty-four. So I was like, oh, oh. sick. And then I took it again, Don't and I got a twenty-one. Oh, well, what happened? <laughs> so <laughs> I thought you were gonna say like thirty-four. Like, it was it was time to go to bed. It is. I was clearly tired. Were, okay, what happened? I I need the truth. Were they the same questions? No. Like just mixed up or jumbled? No, they randomized it. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> yes. Okay. So a 19, a 24, then a 21. So I guess my average score would be what? Like a 21 or 22, something like around there out of those three? Sure. What was it? 11, 19, and... Oh, I forgot about the 11. Wait, we don't have to count the 11. I I mean, it counts. Leave the 11 out of it. I'd leave it out if you left it out, but you brought it up. So 11, 19, Oh, that really hurts my curve. What's the other? Yeah, what's the other one? How many times did you take it? First of all, 11, 19, 24, and twenty-one. I took it four times. Okay, so that's what forty-five. That's seventy. Seventy-five, right? Is that what it is? I don't know. You got a twenty-nine. You're right. You tell okay, me. Yeah, four. I think it's yeah. I think you got twenty-one, twenty-four. That's forty-five. Eleven, nineteen. That's thirty. That's seventy-five divided by four. I don't know. What are you looking at? Like an 18 <laughs> average? Well, all right. Average intelligence is 20. I'll take two points lower for now. That's fine. I just got to take it a few more times to get really high right, scores. Like a 14, a little 13 point. All right. We, you I'm can not, stop yeah. doing math. It's fine. I am. We, we, yeah. we, we can stop on 18. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good. 
Yeah, no, I was right. 18.75. All that's right. What you got. Well, whatever. That's fine. You want to hear hey, about some other cute. people that you that's might cute. know who got really low scores? I can you tell know what you. I averaged? I averaged what? 29. How many practice tests did you do? Come on. Zero. Oh, don't do me like that. My guy, this is what a year at Maine and two and a half years at the prestigious University of Southern California gets you. A 29 on the one you look. How much of that is owed to USC, though? I mean, come on. Let's be uh, honest. That school's all film department, little else. <laughs> <laughs> Who else we got? What are you talking? You said some some famous Wonderlick scores. Yeah, you want to you want to hear some uh, high scores in NFL history? I mean, I know there's a couple of Harvard guys in there. Oh yeah, oh, the highest hey, score. By the way, had a oh, teammate yeah. from Harvard at beat. Thank you very much. Yeah. Flex on him. Uh, um, trust me, to highest, this day, I still, I still hold that over his head when we talk. The highest score of all time is... is the punter yep, from Pat, Harvard. Pat McNeely. McNeely. Pat McNeely, yeah. Pat McNeely, yeah. Trip 1975. McNally. Trip McNeely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 1975, he went to Harvard, but he was a punter. So, you know, we'll move on from him. Uh, with a 49, Mike Mamula, defensive end out of Boston that, College. Now, that's crazy. Yeah. Right? Defensive a 49. Yep. D lineman? Yep. D lineman. Uh, 49. And here, check this out, though. Mike Mamula, because of his 49 on the Wonderlick test, I mean, you can't say it's definitively all because of his Wonderlick score, but the news articles are out there that say that a lot of the reason he was taken seventh overall by the Eagles was because his Wonderlick was so much higher than some other players, and he was drafted before Warren Sapp and Derek Brooks. No way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Hey, we all got things we wish you could take back. I'm sure Philly wished they could take that one back. <laughs> 49. Mamula on was a beast, though. Uh, ben Watson, tight end, uh, played a long time for the New Orleans Saints. He went to Georgia, and he scored a 48 on the one test. Went to Georgia via Duke. Yeah, smart guy. Duke first and transferred. Nailing it. Let's see here. Some other notable names from the NFL, if you're interested in what they got on the Wonderlick. Tom Brady got a 33. Aaron Rodgers got a 35. Um, Andrew Luck got a 37. Peyton Manning got a 28. Cam Newton got a 21. Oh, timeout. Huh? We can't dismiss that. What? I beat Peyton Manning? Yeah. Yeah, Come you on, also man. beat Cam Newton. Cam Newton got a 21. Larry Fitzgerald got an 18. Dan Marino got a 15. Are you sure Dan Dan probably didn't even take it? I'm hey, sure man. he just was like, yeah, I'm getting drafted. <laughs> These are the you things know. I find on on uh, Wikipedia. You want to hear some, uh, lo- some of history's lowest scores? No, no. I, I feel bad for my guys. <laughs> well, what if I told you Vince Young got a six? I say I feel bad, and you know what? I mean, he did beat us in that that, that Rose Bowl. So I was gonna say, yeah, a little, you know, bragging rights for Still you. Still not cool though, you know. Have to well, bring I'm up just the saying, Wonderlicks. Hey, I'm just saying that's what they got. There's listen. There's only a couple minutes left in this show, so you know I can make a game out of anything. Do you want to play my Wonderlick test game real quick? I mean, do you even know how to play the Wonderlick yet? <laughs> do you, I mean. <laughs> no, I'm it still sounds, figuring it out. Next time I'm like going to get a 32. <laughs> Swing and a miss. <laughs> Keep swinging, Spazway. Maybe you'll give him a cold. 
Ball eight, ball 12. He has walked the bases full. <laughs> Swing, golly, 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 golly. All right. Uh, listen, I'm going to read you some Seahawks players' names. You're going to guess what they got on the Wonderlick. Okay? Oh, this is dangerous. I'm going okay. to then... I'm going to then find the difference between what their real Wonderlick score was and what you thought they were, and then give you an overall score at the end of it. Uh, yeah, it sounds which is completely arbitrary and doesn't mean anything, but it's fun. Than what you're ready for, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think our quarterback QB one number three in your programs, Russell, Russell Wilson, May. out of NC State and Wisconsin, got? When he took the wonder lick at the NFL combine. I give Russ a 32. 28. Hey, I beat Russ. You know, I'm not <laughs> even mad at myself. I beat Russ. <laughs> All right. What do you think, uh, Rich? Uh, no, let's go to Marshawn Lynch. What do you think Marshawn Lynch got on the wonder lick test? Marshawn is smart. I'm going to give Marshawn a 30. Cal Berkeley, right? Yeah. Cal Golden Bears. What'd you give him? 30. Marshawn Lynch scored... 14 on the Wonderlick test. No way. You took a bit of a hit on that one. <laughs> I'll say, yeah. <laughs> How about Richard Sherman? Stanford Cardinal. Ah, uh, Stanford. Uh, I've been going over on all these. I'm going to go 20. This is where Sherman will get like a 38. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go... I'm going to go 30 for Sherman. Richard Sherman got a 24 on the winner. What is – I mean, I guess you SC beat him is by just five points. the superior, you know, school. These guys, these guys graduated from Cal I think, I think it's just you. Stanford. I, I think you should early. take the credit. It's you. How about Doug Baldwin, teammate of Richard Sherman while at Stanford? What do you think he got on the Wonder League? Doug better not let me down. I'm going to go 28. He got the same as Richard Sherman, 24. Oh, my God. These guys are never going to hear the end of this. <laughs> you got are both you, of them. Are you kidding me? All right. How about this one? Bobby Wagner, middle linebacker. I'm just going to say it. Future Hall of Famer. Plays uh-huh. the same position that you did. Come on, man. At le- 20, 25. Come on. Bobby Wagner, current middle linebacker. Of your Seattle Seahawks, <clears throat> got an eight. There's no way. It's reportedly this one comes with an asterisk because I couldn't find it, but there's no, several articles from pretty no reputable way. news organizations that no show a score sheet in which Bobby Wagner from Utah State got an eight on the Wonderlick test. I'm going to choose to think that he just didn't care and knew he was a beast and has the best arms that I've ever seen and knew he was just going to be an NFL superstar. I'm pretty sure he And he decided to name. just not even worry yeah. about it. I'm pretty sure he signed his name and said, I'm going eighth overall, and then was upset when he went second round, and the rest is history, Hall of Fame. What do you what do you what do you think about the Wonderlick test though in general? Like, should they still be doing that? Is is it a tradition thing more now than actually gaining any actual knowledge out of it? Does it mean anything? Are there guys that take it seriously? Guys who don't give a shit? Like, what what do you think about? It? Yeah, I don't think anybody gives a shit. And no disrespect to my boy Mabula, but a forty nine obviously didn't translate to the field. Uh, the Stanford guys who got less than the SC guy. I mean, they they've they've had better careers. So let's get, 
It doesn't mean it doesn't mean anything. We were straddling a bench with a number two pencil that you hope didn't break. Well, in my game within a game, my Wonderlick game within the Wonderlick test, you got a ninety-eight, but I have no idea what that means. <laughs> There's no I way of knowing boys, if that's good or bad since you're not competing against anybody. I gave my boys more credit than I thought. Uh, but I guess <laughs> that did. just goes to show you, USC is just a phenomenal, you know, establishment for for higher learning. Yeah, obviously. they raise them smart and they raise them polite. <laughs> sure do. Fight on, baby. That's the USC podcast. Oh, sorry. No, that's the Seahawks <laughs> podcast for this week, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Um, <clears throat> we'll be back with uh, more hijinks next week and more news about our Seahawks. Uh, Lofa, it's been fun as always. Break us down. I mean, are we going fight on on three? Are we going? I thought we had a really good show. You want to do good. You hope to do good. I think we did pretty good tonight. Tell uh, me you but, know what movie. Tell me you know what movie that's from. I don't. You're too good at it. I don't. Oh, I don't man. watch them like I that. I know Katie knows. You just go out there and give it 110. percent You know. I think we, you hope to play good. You want to play good. I think we play pretty good tonight. Come I don't on. Know. The replacements. Brendan Fraser. Oh, Brendan. Fra- Wait, Brendan Fraser. Oh, Encino Man. Wait, what is it? Uh, yes, I mean he was Encino Man, but no, that's not the movie. Dudley Do Right. Oh my! The Mummy. Yeah. No, no, it was a phenomenal movie. Uh, he should have won an Oscar, but no. George of the Jungle. I didn't even know he was in that movie. Uh, Elizabeth Hurley. Blast from the Past. Oh, oh my, yeah. Elizabeth Hurley. Wait, where she's plays oh. the devil. Now you know Be- every movie. Now you know Be- every Beelzebub. Movie, huh? What's it called? Bedazzled. Bedazzled. Come on, man. Yeah, bedazzled Elizabeth Hurley. Yeah. Unbelievable. All right, Lofa. Bedazzled on three. One, two, three. Bedazzled. Bedazzled. (laughs) Katie, you had to have seen that movie. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. American Giant makes great clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, and more right here in the U.S. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order with code STAPLE20. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, code STAPLE20.